Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's NFL football. That's right, NFL football. And uh, we've got a special guest, which is uh, which is always good, always appreciated. Love having a special guest. Uh, Mr. Moore of, uh, of wrestling podcast fame, and uh, football podcast fame, and other NFL podcast fame, is back to join me and the glamorous co-host bringing you all the information you need to know about what's been going on in the NFL in the last week and what we think's going to happen in the upcoming week. So yeah, there's a video for this and that video sits on YouTube uh, and while you're there checking the video out, if you just want to click that subscribe button, uh, click for notifications, uh, we really do appreciate it. It's a big help to the channel, it's a big help to us and ultimately it's a big help to you. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. And we're off. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, or in this case, gentlemen. But for you people, you know, you people, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, not only are we Yorkshire's number one NFL podcast, we are trending number one in female listeners. That's that. May or are we may. also trending number one in uh, made-up stats? That's that stat may or may not be made up. I cannot confirm <laughs> or deny but it sounded good, and that's what matters. So, here we are again. As the weeks tick by, the podcasts keep on coming. Uh, this is the egg-shaped ball. It's not really egg-shaped, is it? It's what, what, was it uh, what was it Ed referred to it once? American hand egg? <laughs> A little bit of American <laughs> hand egg. I mean, I'm worried about the kind of eggs that he sees. <laughs> I... I I think, for novelty, we should get Ed on one of these at some point in time. You know what he's like. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love it. Loves, uh, loves the sports ball. He can do back to back to back. We'll do it. We'll do it one one week where we're doing NFL, football, wrestling. Get him on all three. Really flex those muscles. I wonder which he'd feel more out of him, out of his depth on. I think he'd feel quite comfortable with the wrestling. Because he's got a line into the wrestling. That is true. Anything outside of that. But, as they say in the business, there's only one way to find out. So I look forward to that podcast coming in the future. Um, the most popular week ever, then uh, he's on all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, he'd have, to do, he'd have to do it like the washing up, he'd have to do it badly so he doesn't get invited back. Um... <laughs> It is NFL football. It's week um, eight. It's week eight now. Eight. Wow. Week eight. Wow. It's practically the Super Bowl. Um, I am here. Um, me and my glamorous co-host coordinated uh, fashion-wise this evening. Went for very similar, very similar hoodies. Mine's a little bit. Uh, mine's a bit cheeky though. Rude boy. Is it the borough? The mightiest of the borough? Crossover, what can I say? Crossover. They're going to bring us a bit of that in this week, aren't they? Uh, and back, like a bullet from a gun, with a vengeance, John McLean, Mr. Matthew Moore, how are you, sir? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, not too bad yourselves. Yeah, I'm fighting. I'm fighting some germs. Um, anytime you say that these days, absolutely everyone's like, <laughs> what? It's, not, "It's not the Can virus, it? is it? It's not the virus." I it's like, it was no, it's a cold. But yeah. So, what a week! What a week! We had uh, record-breaking runs to discuss. Um. Just purely speed, speed wise. Um, 
we have the fact that there's a particular team, a, a favourite team of mine, who travelled a particular distance to a particular city to kick a field goal. Um, obviously, we'll cover that. Um, Paul, kick us off. How do we start this one? Well, as as per as per the previous weeks, we'd usually go with uh, go through the season long picks with the guests. But as uh, as Matthew has very kindly already been on an earlier podcast this season, he doesn't have any uh, season uh, season picks to make. However, uh, obviously, I never thought to do this with the previous guests in the previous weeks, but we could re- we could revert back to his original season pick and see how he feels he's getting on. <laughs> Matt, can you remember what you said as your Super Bowl pick? I did Green Bay and yes. the Bills. You did. Ooh. How are you feeling about that? How are you feeling about that at this particular moment? I still like Green Bay. Yeah, I'd go with you on that one. I think um, after watching Pittsburgh the past few weeks. I think, uh, I think I think I might need to change my mind a little bit <laughs> because Pittsburgh have looked tasty and I, I messaged someone the other day and I was like next year when it comes to fantasy there's no way I'm selecting a, a, a Steelers wide receiver because <laughs> it, is, it is an absolute crap shooting it it's, it's insane you could, you could get one and you think oh wicked you know, I picked up Claypool uh, on the off waivers. I'm like, brilliant! This guy's awesome. Oh no, this week zero. In fact, in some leagues, minus. You're like, okay, then. Well, that that's just pointless. Then next week it'll be Juju. Then it'll be after me slagging off Juju last time I was on. I think I remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember there was there was something about uh, some some shade was thrown in that direction. <laughs> it's like. There's obviously something to be said for it, though, because obviously if you've got an abundance of riches at, at receiver, they can't cover them all. So That's it. You're going to get it to someone at some point, aren't you? The best thing about it is is that the Steelers can draft many, many um, uh, wide receivers and the uh, Pats can't draft any. Well, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what comes. What, there's, there's a couple of teams that are a bit shafted for the draft coming forward. Like obviously the Texans don't have a first or a second round pick in this year's draft or next year's draft. I mean, that's it's insane. What they've done is I. I don't want to say give it. I mean, they, they, I mean, they effectively gave away Hopkins. I, I, you just and I mean, obviously, it's kind of t- tailed off a little bit through like the past few games. But I mean, still, what top three, top five? Oh God, yeah, he's, in, he's, the, in the league, he's, com- he's comfortably in the in the best. Yeah, like you say, five, three receivers in in the division. Oh, what division? The league. So and it's becoming more and more apparent that. A wide, re- uh, not a wide receiver, a running back is just they, they, they don't. You can you can pick a, a wide re- uh, a running back up. You know, Austin Eckler was undrafted, and he's yeah. one of the best running backs in the league. So trading, you know, a, a wide receiver that can make a massive amount of difference to somebody that you could probably pick up, you know, off someone's practice squad. I think was it is it McKinnon who's at the Tennessee. I seem to remember him being on hard knocks two or three years ago and being like in the practice squad and then released. Not not McKinnon. I can't think what his name is. The the backup at Tennessee. I can when it comes to Tennessee's running backs, I can I can't get I can't get past Derek Henry. He's obviously just an absolute machine. He's a monster. But yeah, I think I think with the with the Hopkins chain the, the trade. It was, a, I think it was a bit of a personality clash with him and Bill O'Brien, wasn't it? Really, and obviously they'd given Bill O'Brien the keys to the kingdom and just said, 
you do what you see fit as he was the head coach and the general manager so he basically had to say over everything so I think it was a case of he didn't really get on with him so it was a case of get rid of him just to get that particular like problem out the door and obviously it's backfired spectacularly on him and cost him his job so can't win them all here we are so, um, so yes, that was that's that's where we would have been with the season-long predictions. But I suppose we can go into last week's actual prediction as a whole. So obviously there were two guests on the podcast last week, so there were two sets of guests picked. Um, I won't beat around the bush. Not the strongest week for me. Uh, <laughs> Of a possible 14, I only managed to select eight games correct. So again, better than half distance, but still not ideal. Uh, and I was bottom of the five, so in the last place with eight out of 14 picks was myself. Okay. Then in fourth place with nine out of 14 picks correct, it is the stats mistress herself, so she's still looking for that first win of the season. She got nine out of 14 picks. Next, we have... The podcast host himself, Mr. Andrew Cook, with 10 out of 14 picks. So it's just a case of which of the guests will take home the win this week. Will it be the JFG or will it be the Stuart Woodman C? What, there, was one, there was one selection in it. One had 11 out of 14. One had 12 oh. out of 14. Taking on the win for the guest this week is Mr. Stuart Woodman. See, it was a it was a, a, a weekend of wins for Stu. Wins all over winning, for the Woodman. Winning the prediction, winning the fantasy. Can't think who we beat. We'll just skip over. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the guest moves on to two and a half wins for the season. So in reverse order again, Leanne, as I said, she's she's still she's still to get off the mark this season in the predictions game. Then it moves to myself with uh, with two points. The guest on two and a half points. And still in the lead, the podcast host himself, Mr. Andrew Cook with three points. Now we see why I'm the host. Maybe. <laughs> speaking of wins, speaking of fantasy... Mr. Moore, did you have a win this week in the Fantasy League? No. Oof. No, no. I, I got a bit of a thumping, I think. Yeah. Mr. Williams, you hinted that you may also not have been in the uh, in the winner's circle. Uh, well, obviously, I must have been thinking or feeling generous... And decided that Stu had to get a win at some point, didn't he? So you know, what better way for him to get off the uh, off the schneid, as I believe it's referred to by uh, you know, taking me to the cleaners and uh, just uh, giving me a lesson in uh, humility, humanity, <laughs> American football. I I, I believe. I mean, he, he based. He basically just took, took me down and, and, and whipped me like a dog. So I, I believe he has sent messages of not only condolences but uh, gratitude for that for that dub. This would be perfect if it just like sort of if it, in in the video it just cut to a pre-recorded message from Stu now. Just running around, just letting off party, party streamers just going running off around in a circle, around fireworks the room. going off. Yeah, or, 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 a secret, or a secret video where he slipped you a fiver or something like that. Mm. All that, or the secret recorded video where it's just like, listen, I've, I've, I, I, I need I this win. win. I need this win, Paul, come on. It's, it's, it's my birthday, come on, come on, you got you got to let me win on my birthday, oh, come on. Take this brown envelope and we'll say no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got, I got an absolute pasting from Rob, I think. Oh, uh, well, you're not the only one who got a pasting from Rob this week. Uh, in in the mini league, in our little league, Rob beat me. 
by one point. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a win this week, which I think is nothing short of a miracle. So going into Sunday, I had a situation where I was like, just have a little little look. Game kicks off early, I want to be ready. What are these uh, what are these circle things next to uh both of my running backs' names? No way. Oh. Alright, well I'll just I'll just change my flex. Ah. Oh. oh no, because my flex has played already, so is locked. Okay, I best get on the waivers then, yeah? So at, I think I picked the second of two running backs up in our monstrous league at half past four on Sunday. You'll be all pleased to hear. Scored a big fat freaking zero, didn't he? And the other running back that I picked up, a whopping six points. Um, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Uh, obviously, JFG, if he or when he's listening to this, should I say, will be uh, absolutely spitting right now because those uh, those points were weirdly enough to uh, to get a win. I think it, I think it was a, a, a scrape to win. So uh, so yeah, on we go to week eight. Um. Shall we talk a little bit of statty stay? Shall we discuss what numbers numbers fell out of the sky over the course of seven hours of uh, uninterrupted football? Um, as always, Stats Mistress provides. Uh, unable to join us this evening because I've left her doing the job that I was doing before starting this, trying to uh, decorate a cake. Applying for the Great British Bake Off, that's what I heard. <laughs> yes! You know, yes when, you know when you do the, that sounds like a good idea, and then you go, oh, it sounds like a good idea, yeah. So... <laughs> Stats Mistress takes all of the juicy, juicy stats that Nate Davis of USA Today provides, whittles them down to the, the cream of the stat crop, spews them upon a page, sends them to my inbox. I, this season, have decided to be generous with those stats and throw them amongst the guest, the uh, the uh, the host, and this week I've not been greedy and kept all the uh, the injuries to myself because there's so many of them. So uh, I gave you because there was an uneven number and there's an uneven number of people in this vicinity. Uh, I I gave you boys a, a bigger share. Uh, that's that's not even true. I think I'm lying about that. Anyway, enough of the enough of the tickling. Let's get cracking. Start number one. The Patriots are two and four for the first time. Vince would love it since two thousand. Belichick's first year in New England. The Pats' 27-point loss was their worst at home during the Belichick era. New England didn't possess the ball for even 22 minutes, nor did it enter the red zone Sunday. It, is it just me that reads that, hears that, is, is part of that stat that's just like, mmm, it's like a lovely warm blanket. A lovely warm blanket of, go fuck yourself. Wait a second. It just dawned on me because you were doing a Patriot star, I should have done this, shouldn't I? Oh, look <laughs> at it. Dangerously oh, yeah. close with the sleeves rolled up. <laughs> and then I have the, the old 
old scowl on as well. Yeah. And then, uh, if, if you want to ask me a question, on. Andy, I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the shortest answer you could possibly ask for if you want. Who are you playing next week? Whoever it says on the schedule. What? Well, you just. Well, it's like I'm on. So it's like onto onto whoever, isn't it? Onto, oh yeah, on, on to Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of tactics are you going to be using for that week? Whatever comes up. There was there was a one that he did the other week when they got beat, and it was something like um, I can't remember what the question was, but the the answer he gave was, "Well, what you're what you looking for a percentage?" And it was like a, it was just a, a generic question that he got asked at the press conference, and he was just like, "Well, you wanted a percentage." Well, we're, just, we're just terrible on one side of the ball. I, I was just like, "Fucking hell, Bill, just chill out, man. Fucking hell." He's, I mean, it, the unfortunate thing is, obviously, he's like a football genius because apparently, what yeah. he does is he just goes around the the pats, and if if one side of the ball or one particular area of the game is shit, basically, the coordinator for that week is told go and sit in a cupboard, and <laughs> Bill's going to sort that out this week. Yeah, and and that and that's the way it's done, and then like then he moves on to his next thing, and it's just this kind of like. He's basically got a load of yes men in there that he just kind of think. But unfortunately, for all his football genius, he's an unbearable tosser. <laughs> you know, I just think, oh, come on, you know, it just, you know, it's this kind of like there's a there's an NBA coach, Greg Popovich, who's exactly the same, and he's an absolute genius. And and he's like, well, ask me a better question, and you're like. You do realise they have to ask that question because, you know, it's it's irrelevant and it used to have to be a complete dick to someone doing their job. And you just think, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's, well, I don't want to say it's a shame, but it, it kind of ruins the legacy that, of the fact that he probably is the greatest coach <laughs> that there's been. Oh, this is. Number two, Cam Newton's quarterback rating has gotten steadily worse in each of his 2020 outings. 100 points, 7, 94.6, 73.8, 56, uh, 51.6, and 39.7. Wow. Brady and tight end Rob Gronkowski have now hooked up for 92 touchdowns all time. Only Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison have more. 114. Steelers are now the only undefeated team so far this season. Uh, I don't know if it's covered. Uh, I don't know if that's the only mention of the Steelers in here. But I, I imagine every single person heard the uh, the last X number of teams to get to this point to be undefeated have gone to the Super Bowl. It's like there was the, well, there was a stat that, that came up during the Steelers Titans game. It was something like the there's only been so it was, it was something like, like there's only been three or possibly four occasions before where it got to this late point in the season where there was two teams playing against each other that were still undefeated, and every time it's happened previously. The team that wins has gone to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's one of those. I kind of, I kind of wish the uh, the stats mistress was here because she has some very strong opinions about the uh, the Steelers and their winning record this season. Um, Paul, I believe it's over to you. Well, Andrew. So, even though the Seahawks fell from the unbeaten ranks. On Sunday night against Arizona, it was very cool to see uh, wide receiver DK Metcalf turning the play of the season so far when he served uh, when he served when he saved a TD on the defense for the Cardinals. DK reached a top speed of twenty two point six four miles per hour and travelled one hundred fourteen point eight yards to chase down Buda Baker on his ninety yard interception return. Buda Baker's top speed coincidentally with 21.27 miles per hour. This is the second fastest speed reached on a tackle this season. 
that was pretty insane if you saw it. It was just mental. It's <laughs> it, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving because the the number of times I've seen that I've I've probably seen that video more than I've seen any NFL footage. But it's it, it's given birth to so many memes. I think there was a point on one of the pages I've got on Facebook where they'd just done like the same picture of uh, of DK Metcalf chasing him down, and then they've just put like different phrases next to each of the each of the players, and there was so many. It was insane. You see his body tense up as he kind of must hear him. He's like he's running kind of thing, and then all of a sudden you can see the body tense, and then he looks around and is like, "What?" I'd watched. I can't think which one what I was watching the other day, and it was um, they said that DK Metcalf's uh, you know the forty the, is it the forty yard sprint? Yeah. Uh, in the combine, he was a point one, so a tenth faster than uh, the guy he's chasing down, and there it is on the field right there, kind of thing. I mean, he looks like it. You know the way he runs, the way he was running, he was just like absolutely insane it was it was it was mad but it was but it was crazy because i am because i've only i've only seen it back once but i'm sure that he almost does it from like not he's not standing still but he's not exactly like jogging along and then just goes at the top speed he's almost like stood still he's facing the wrong way yeah i'm sure he's facing the wrong way i'm sure he's like he'll have completed his route won't he yeah seeing that the interceptions been made and then just thought I can get him. <laughs> He's just gone. It was very much a nah, not not on my watch. This is not happening. <laughs> and he was just it off. Was, it was very cool. It was very cool. In keeping with the Seahawks, however, uh, quarterback Russell Wilson suffered his first three interception game in nearly three years. Perhaps put, uh, putting a little bit of a scuff on some of that MVP shine that he's currently showing at the moment. Uh, moving on to the Texans versus Packers game. Did no one tell Texans defenders that they should double cover Packers wide receiver Devante Adams, who had 13 receptions Sunday for 196 yards and two touchdowns? It's not like Houston even had to worry about the uh, deactivated running back Aaron Jones, who wasn't even on the field. And finally for me, Panthers kicker Joey Sly just missed out on converting a record-long 65-yard field goal which would have tied up the Carolina-New Orleans game inside the two-minute warning. Yeah, it looked like it had the uh, it had the line. It just, just didn't have enough leg, did it? Yeah. It sort of died just as it got to the end zone, I think. Would have kicked that in Denver. Would have flown straight through. <laughs> would have made it from 75 yards. <laughs> Matthew, I believe you are up for some stats. Do, oh, do feel yeah. free to add your own. Oh, yeah, I've got it. Um, so the first, first one I've got is uh, hard to believe the Bills couldn't muster a single touchdown against the winless Jets. Fortunately for Buffalo, eight of its ten drives ended with rookie kicker Tyler Bass attempting a field goal. Six of his tries were successful. Yeah, that, that Bills uh, offense has kind of started to stutter a little bit. My prediction looked daft. Um... <laughs> After collecting at least five receptions in each of his first six games, Cowboys rookie wide receiver C.D. Lamb was shut out Sunday. Dallas has trailed by at least ten points in six consecutive games for the first time in 59 years. And then the last that I've got is uh, Washington linebacker John Bostick's hit that knocked out Cowboys uh, quarterback Andy Dalton. Um of Sunday's game was one of the most egregious we've seen in recent seasons. Bostick was deservedly ejected while Dal- Dalton was assessed for a concussion. Worse still, no Cowboys came to Dalton's defence after he has absorbed the dirty blow. It's a funny one. That team is just garbage. <laughs> well, as I, was, as I was saying earlier, the thing I saw um, a couple of days ago was the Cowboys went all the way to Washington to kick a field goal. I mean, they were playing. They played what the the the, the, the whole of the second half with a third string quarterback. I can't remember his name. 
Sounded, it sounded very Italian-American, let's put it that way. Yeah. Like it could be, yeah, could be one of the, uh, one of the mafia, the mafioso. Mafiosos, lovely. <laughs> but then there's the crazy rumours that start, oh, they're going to trade for, they're going to trade for Jameis, they're going to trade for, uh, was it Cousins was the other one, they're going to trade for Fitz Magic. I was like, What? <laughs> I mean, fair enough. At least it'll be entertaining to watch them get even worse. It will that, that that division though. Oh, this is this is why I hate the way that the playoffs is currently made up because none of those four teams in that division should have, should be anywhere near the postseason, and there's gonna we're gonna have to suffer one of them. Just go. Well, one, not, even, not even one of them going on the road. One of them will host a playoff game and just get absolutely smoked by either, what, Cardinals, Niners, Rams, whoever, whoever finishes second or third in that division. Because that division is pretty much going to have, what? It'll have three playoff teams. At least two of the playoff teams from it. So... I'm- I'd say definitely three. I reckon there's yeah, going to be three. Well, it's, it's, is it the only division that's got any, that everyone's over five hundred? I think. Wow, I didn't realise that. Because they're all they're all at that, so what, we've just done week seven. So I think the the team with the worst record is still the Niners, and I think they're still four and three. So Which is it's insane. Got, the Seahawks are five and one, and the other two are five and two. So it's the, I think it's the only division where everyone's over five hundred, and it's. It's mental to think that there's a team that could miss the playoffs and go like ten and six. Absolutely, absolutely mental. Whilst the team that's gone what seven and nine make it. Oh god! If if they even get to that, can you imagine that? If they get if they get to the playoffs with a five and eleven record or something like that, that'd be absolutely sickening. I think I think the Eagles are okay. <laughs> I can't kind of say much. That's more. it. But that's it, isn't it. That, that's that's what it boils down to at the minute. It's, it's they might get to eight and eight. Which of them? Which of them? It's a case of just don't be as shit as the as the other three in the division, and you'll be fine. I'd seen. I heard someone say the other day. Well, you know, you've got six. You've got five games, or is it five six games in uh, in your division? Just win them. You're like, wow, that's a low bar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Right, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to do some uh, injuries. There's a lot. But first, we're going to take a momentary break for us, uh, a non existent break for the listener stroke viewer. Be right back. And just like that, through the magic of no editing whatsoever, because I'm too lazy, we're back. The eagle-eyed will notice that there's been a little bit of a... And I can never work out which side of the screen I'm on until I actually sit down and, and, and put it put the magic to it. Um, so, yes. We've got injuries, gentlemen. And uh, our cup runneth over with injuries. Um... I think I kept the first three, maybe. Paul, is your first one a Falcons one? It is indeed. Right, okay. Just, just so I know where to stop. Injuries are one of those things. Obviously, we all feel bad when people get injured, especially when you look at certain ones like the second one on our list. Um, but this has a bigger impact for you fancy players out there, as I know, having uh, all the garbage I had to deal with at the weekend. Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson limped off the field in the fourth quarter with an apparent lower leg injury. Real descript. Cowboys quarterback Andy Dalton was knocked out of the game after sustaining a brutal hit. Dalton, who suffered a concussion and was ruled out, was motionless on the turf before regaining his senses and being helped to the locker room. Uh, the name I believe you were looking for is Ben D. Nucci. 
That's the guy. Entered the game for the Cowboys at quarterback. And my final one, and this is probably a big one for a lot of people, Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was ruled out versus the Bengals after sustaining a knee injury. Beckham was injured while attempting to make a tackle after Baker Mayfield's first quarter interception. Beckham limped to the locker room after the play and didn't return. What that doesn't say is that I saw yesterday he's been ruled out for the season. Was it ACL? Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. torn though, is it? It's just damn Whatever it is, it's, it's, it's bad. It, he's, yeah, he's yeah it's, bad. it's bad. It's uh, bad. Paul, I believe you are up. Mm. Mm. Uh, Falcons wide receiver Russell Gage uh, returned to action after briefly exiting the game in the first quarter with a knee injury. Uh, the Jaguars wide receiver D.D. Westbrook was carried off the field with a knee injury and ruled out for the rest of the game. Running back, wow, what a name, Divine Ozigbo. That name uh, is Divine. Down string. What, what a great name, I'll have to tell Amy that one, she'll, uh, she'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> um, Patriots wide receiver Nikhil Harry, it says head, so I'm assuming he was uh, concussed. Uh, did not return versus the 49ers after sustaining a big hit in the first quarter. I mean, that's that's going to be a concussion. Uh, and finally, Broncos running back Philip Lindsay suffered a concussion versus the Chiefs. Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick, hamstring, also suffered injuries. Jesus Christ, the Broncos are affected more than most this season. They've, they've, they've had absolutely no luck with injuries this season so far. It's them and the 49ers, isn't it? Uh, yeah, nine, nine's a bit beat up as well. You know, so, so I'm moving on to the 49ers. Uh, 49ers running back Jeff Wilson was taken to the locker room with an ankle injury and did not return. Receiver Debo Samuel suffered a hamstring injury. I think they said at one stage this this season, 40% of their salary cap, salary cap was injured. <laughs> it's just, <Jesus Christ. laughs> I mean, the fact that they're four and what, four and three shows that they've done really well. Uh, Chargers tight end Virgil Green was helped off the field with an ankle injury and did not return uh, Seahawks running back Chris Carson left Sunday night's game early with what coach Pete Carroll said was a mid-foot sprain <laughs> a mid-foot sprain that's, that's an interesting one uh, Carroll said an MRI will be needed to determine the severity and then Following a fourth down conversion run in the fourth quarter, Arizona Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake went down with an ankle injury and was subsequently carted off. He was ruled out for the remainder of the game. So yeah, I think, he's, I think he's scheduled to miss the next two or three weeks from what I saw on the fantasy app earlier today because I was potentially looking to get a trade for him at some point. Um, if he's ruled out for the next week, couple of weeks, I think I think they're on by next week. The Cardinals, anyway. So obviously that 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 gives him an extra week to recover. But mmm, tasty, tasty, tasty. So, Mister Williams, how are we shaping up predictions-wise? I know I sent you mine, and I know I also sent you stats, Mistress, Mister Moore. Did you furnish Mr. Williams with some stats? That book is looking lovely. I did. I sent him my uh, NFL pickums. Boom. Um, that's, so, why, that's why I do it. Across the board, uh, obviously I think potential game of the week that stands out the most would probably be Steelers-Ravens. Mmm, tasty. Only Matt... Fancies the Steelers to remain unbeaten there. It, I mean, <sighs> I just I couldn't make my mind up. Baltimore have kind of flattered to deceive. I think I don't think they're quite as they're not as good as last year. No. Um, they've had a week. They've had a week off to get ready for it, though, haven't they? So That's true. They'll be nicely rested. We'll have had a uh, we'll chance to sort of, you know, scheme up some 
trick plays for Lamar to run and so I, I reckon it, it, yeah, it could go either way. But I, I, I don't know. I just fancy because the Ravens are at home. I just, I just fancy him to sort of get get the win really. But did anybody see who the Ravens picked up this week and added to their practice squad? I did. <laughs> Former cowboy and completely insane human being, Des Bryant. No, 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 no. He looks like a well-adjusted human being when put next to Antonio Brown. Yes. And, apparently, Michael Thomas starting to go that way. It is a diva wide receiver kind of thing, isn't it? Because you would say the same about, about Odell Beckham as well. Yeah. He's not exactly the uh, kind of thing. You know, apparently, uh, I'd heard that not many, not many people at the Cleveland Browns are particularly keen on him. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so it seems to be this kind of like, well, you know, I'm shit top, so you better kind of thing. You can feel like saying, I don't know whether you're the best person in your team, kind of thing, would be the, <laughs> the start of it. Uh, other than that. Um... Any sort of like games that really sort of jump off the page, really. it's an awful lot of uh, no. I mean, like, I think I said it in fact, I may have even said this the last time Matt was on the podcast, but this is the week that the Jets play the Chiefs, and oh my, we shouldn't we shouldn't have bet on who was going to win that game, we should have bet on what the point spread was going to be 50 20 and a half or something. I mean. Surely the Chiefs have got to be... The handicap for them has got to be at least 21. They've got to be minus 21 favourites, at least. I think it opened at 20 and a half. They didn't quite give the three touchdowns because people would have bet the shit out of that. Uh, like the under. Um, but I, I mean, God, I think I would have taken the over on that one. I still think... I can't imagine. They're awful. Like, yeah, you know... Dreadful, are they? What four yards of total offense in the second half last Sunday? Four yards. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Todd, uh, was it Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley managed to achieve that falling over. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That that. Um, I normally watch. Uh, I normally watch Red Zone. I must admit, on a Sunday. But if I can get. If I can find a stream of just that game, I might just watch it just to see just how many te- uh, how many touchdowns the Chiefs get. Oh yeah, that, I mean that's that's not inconceivable to think that if the Chiefs are like five touchdowns clear at half time, they just bench Mahomes. There's no point in risking him. Oh, the rest the whole team. Well, yeah. I was going to say. I think I think you'll start seeing even as early as like the second quarter, they'll start putting like. Their, their first team on the bench because it's just it'll just be a pointless game especially with the the possibility of taking an injury in a game like that might as well just stick them all on the bench is that now the practice squad the, the amount of injuries that are around you just think yeah wrap everybody up in cotton wool because it might be just a case of last man standing yeah. if yeah. you've got as many of your first team players playing then you know that might be the thing that wins you the Super Bowl absolutely um, from a divisional perspective, I suppose there's Patriots Bills, which in previous seasons had they both been at the sort of like the same level. You'd imagine that was pretty much going to be like a division decider. But the way the Patriots are going at the moment, I mean, saying that Matt has picked them to get a win here. I'm assuming that's because he's not not convinced with the Bills' offense at the moment. I just I just thought I'd do something a little bit different and. Belichick always does like. I mean, yeah. Of all, I mean, if this is the last thing to go, and then if if they do lose to the Bills, the Bills, the Bill, is it at the Bills? Is it the Bills? At the Bills, yeah. But he always manages to do something, doesn't he? You know, the Bills have been basically his bitch for twenty years. Boys. <laughs> and, and that's when he even like you know sent his own like sent quarterbacks that he had there I think they sent Drew Bledsoe there and still yeah. kind of absolutely pounded them and you just think I, I can't I, you know you kind of think oh you know you can never give up on the Pats and you think 
how about this class to giving up on the parts? But <laughs> the bills, then I'm definitely done with the parts. It's, you know, they, you know, they definitely kind of we can start writing the obituaries in, of of the uh, the twenty years of success mm-hmm. that they had. Definitely. Uh, other than that, maybe you've, you've got a couple of divisional games. You've got Forty Nine ers Seahawks that could be decent, but I mean we've all gone for the Seahawks to win that one. Mm. Cowboys Eagles in previous seasons would have been a good game to watch, but the Cowboys are just absolute hot shit at the moment. So, who knows? Not a lot. Not an awful lot of differences in our uh, our. I was I was I was going to say earlier. I imagine this is one of those weeks where, as far as predictions, we'll all be fairly close on this. By the sounds of it, Matt's Matt's definitely playing for points. Um, But I think when I sent you mine and I sent Leanne's, I was looking, I was like, from a a glance, they look very similar. Uh, They are exactly the same. And that'll be right then. There's some weird ones though, isn't it? You You look at Atlanta and the Panthers and you think, actually, you could convince me that Atlanta, whilst love giving away leads, are not that far off. Did know? they have a ninety-three point seven percent chance of winning on Sunday at one point? It was over ninety-five percent, I think. Yeah, the uh, well, when the Lions were driving, like so, it was obviously that that never really came up in the conversation, did it? The uh, the let Todd Gurley score the touchdown, score so that they yeah. could get the ball back to drive and try and score a touchdown. But it was very it was very strange because it happened in the Super Bowl, didn't it? It was when the Jets were uh, not the Jets, sorry, the Giants played the uh, the Patriots a couple of seasons ago. And the Patriots let the guy score and then he just fell into the end zone and then the Patriots got the ball back and just couldn't complete the last minute drive. But yeah, I, I agree with Matt there. Like We've all picked the Panthers, but I could see the Falcons winning that one. It's another divisional game, so you'd, you'd imagine maybe you'll occasionally step up your game against your divisional Did rivals. I see that CMC is being allowed back in the lineup, though. He's, uh, I think he was designated to return from this week onwards, so he might not get a full schedule, but you'd imagine they'd give him at least a couple of reps to see how he's, uh, how he's doing. Yeah. The other one I looked at was uh, the the Miami game. Oh. That'll be interesting because because obviously two is uh, two is the starter, isn't he? As well. Yes. So not not gonna lie, if I was if I was starting a quarterback that you wanted to be the uh, the face of your franchise for the next ten years plus, I wouldn't exactly be starting him and his trick hip against the, the best defensive player in the league. It's it's the it's the Kirk Cousins uh, not Kirk Cousins Alex Smith Alex Smith <laughs> kind of thing again. Oh yeah, we've got a uh, uh, who, who are we playing this week? All oh, right, yeah, we're playing the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't that who uh, Aaron Donald plays for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you might spend a little bit of time on your back. <laughs> oh, I suppose from the Cowboys Eagles perspective as well. Depending on how Dalton comes through the concussion protocol, if he's allowed to play, fair enough. If he's not allowed to play, they're going to have to sign somebody because they can't. Surely they can't go in with this Danucci kid, just thinking he'll be able to get something done. Like, if if that happens, there's only one thing that's going to happen. They're just going to hand the ball off every single every single time to Zeke and just hope he can get he can churn it out. He's been awful this season as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just don't think they've got it. Well, I suppose cap room doesn't really matter to them. Well, maybe it does now. But I just, they haven't got the cap room to kind of fit somebody in. And kind of what's the point? If, you, if you're that bad, I mean, and they've not been on, like, on, like, like you said, on Red Zone and stuff like that. Yeah, they've not been on that. They've been that bad. They're not that on that much to kind of get a kind of feel for what they're like. So you kind of think, well, just if, you know, if it is that bad, then, you know, Suck for the rest of the season if you've got your first kind of first round draft pick. You can either pick Trevor Lawrence or pick one of these like what is it two or three uh, quarterbacks that are meant to be coming through, you know, and or do you, do you, or yeah, and then trade Dak or 
you know, trade the pick to kind of get you, you know, a, a shit ton of picks to, you know, re, re-bolster the squad. But that's, that's an interesting one, wouldn't he? Because didn't he just sign on the franchise tag for this season? So his, his yeah. contract's like up for renewal. So if they did decide, if they did end up like the, the season just goes to shit and they just decide that, Obviously, McCarthy's not the guy they like. The fifth they thought they were signing as the head coach. Do they just think, "Fuck it, let's just let's just completely start again with a clean slate, burn it down and new rebuild"? Manager, new head coach. Yeah. What, what new problem about it? quarterback? Let's just let's just start again from start. Because if you're bringing in the quarterback, they've got they've arguably got the weapons there for the offense. They just need to sort the defense out because the defense is. Terrible! It's so so bad. Do you know how long Mike McCarthy's contract is? Oh God! What was it like? Five years or something? Five years. So he's not going to go anywhere for. Oh, Jerry! Jerry don't care, does he? Good old Jerry. Just a couple. Of, that's just a couple of years worth of season tickets for that guy. He like that. It's fine. Do you think? I don't know. If the, if, the, if if it's true what the players are saying, like in the in the sort of the coaching sessions, they're saying that like the coaches just have no, they don't have a plan B, like they barely have a plan A, and like stuff like that. It's it's bad. Like, oh yeah. As soon as as soon as like it's like in football, as soon as you lose the dressing room, you you your days are numbered, really, aren't they? So watch this space. Indeed. Well, gentlemen, any other business? No, I've got nothing. Nothing from me either. So, uh, Matt, whilst I've got you here, good luck to you for this week. And, uh, Thank you. Good luck to you too. Take, take, take advantage of my injury-ridden team, because that's the excuse I can use for this week's uh, defeat. Um, so, yeah. Thank you both for joining me. And uh, good luck to everybody involved. And until next week, see you later. Thank you, bye. So there we go. What do you think to that one? Another one done. Big thank you to Matthew Moff joining me. Big thank you to Paul Williams. Never gets any thanks, that guy. So there's some thanks for you, Paul. Cheers for joining me. YouTube watchers. Uh, do subscribe, share with your friends, all that good juicy stuff. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there. Send us some form of uh, love, information, tell us what you're picking, tell us who your favourite team is, any of that, we accept it all. So that's it for this one, until next time I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.